This podcast is brought to you by Keep Pulling, an Olympic weightlifting resource and USA Weightlifting community development training site located in Tampa, Florida. Find all things weightlifting, including coaching, training programs, community events, and so much more. And Lifting Life, your go-to photography provider for every major USA weightlifting meet in the nation. They are also based in Florida and provide platform lifting sequences and videos, VIP photo packages, and so much more that is available to every single lifter. Capture the moment at Lifting Life. And now it's time for the show. podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we last recorded, but mainly because the world has changed. The world is changing, but so are we. And special change we have today is a special guest co-host. It's not permanent, but it could be. We'll see what we say. Liz, say hello. Yo, yo, yo. So we are opting to have Liz, my Plus one for the rest of my life <laughs> here so on the wife show. Yeah, so yes, my, my my one and only lovely wife, who you've probably seen around if you've done our events, come to our gym, all of that kind of thing. Um, but here we are today. We're going to talk about a nice little topic on community. Hmm. Yes, so it's nice and warm and fuzzy, but is it? I think it's fuzzy. Yeah, I think it's fuzzy. I like it. Yeah, so... But that's, that's what we got on the docket for today. A uh, little bit about uh, later it is, in terms of community, we're going to be talking about what it means, the definition, basically, according to Merriam-Webster, and then according to us, uh, what that means for inclusion as a club, as a sport, and all around. Because in a community, a true community, includes everybody. Everyone's involved. Or at least it should, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> right. Don't start yet. Right, we're exactly. We're not ready. So before we talk about all that, make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Keep Pulling on, and at Lifting Life on Instagram. And you can find previous episodes of this podcast at our website, keeppulling.com. And if you like what you hear, drop us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. So let's get right into it. Liz, if people don't know who you are, tell us who you are. I mean, where do I start? YouTube celebrity. Um, no, but for real, I am a YouTube celebrity. Um, so I am a middle school science teacher. Um, I'm a volleyball coach. I have been around Keep Pulling forever. Um, yeah, but if you are really bored and you like science, you can check out Miss Liz the Science Wiz on YouTube. It's a was our quarantine. What what is this a shameless plug oh, for your Oh, of course it's a shameless plug. For your plug. YouTube show? Of course it is. I'm trying to gain followers. Come on. Which full disclosure, I am part of it. Yes. So he if, is the he's one of the lead rappers of our rap group. That's so right. That, that so not only happened. not only will kids learn about science, but they'll hear about it through rap songs by our not so fictitious, fictitious hip hop group called Celestial Bodies. Pretty pretty awesome. It is incredible <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. 
um but yeah like you like you said when we were locked down in quarantine uh-huh. like what the we, hell else we were gonna do we had what to find something to do, do. and <laughs> right. i was still trying to teach kids who didn't want to log on the computer so we're like yeah let's make rap videos it's ridiculous right i mean granted with keep pulling we did some virtual training and stuff like that but in our in our downtime we you know all put our powers together <laughs> to create something that was incredibly the most amazing ridiculous thing ever right. um but yeah so um i still teach middle school science um I am a volleyball coach. I've been, this is my 15th season actually this year coaching volleyball. Um, I've coached everything from 11 year olds to college um, age kids in that sport. So that is kind of my main coaching. When you talk about my coaching experience, um, as far as weightlifting, I am a level Two, level, level two, two yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did the, wait, there's a there's a name for it the USA Weightlifting Advanced Sports Performance okay. Coach. Whatever. I'm a level two and that's something, I guess. Um, (laughs) but yeah, um, I typically with weightlifting, it's more like event coaching is more what I do. I, I kind of prefer to be running the cards and making changes at the table and stuff like that. Um, cause teaching and coaching volleyball kind of keeps me busy throughout Mm -hmm. the week. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, um, and so, but you, but you can coach, but you I can, can coach. I, through d- I did, you right? know, and I, I did, I, co- I coached CrossFit for a few years and I ran a barbell class, like through the CrossFit gyms I was a part of. And I, you know, I helped all summer running some of our Academy courses, but yeah. So typically when school season volleyball and school year starts, it's, I have to tone back the weightlifting because wow. everything else gets a little more demanding as, as anyone that would know, our lives get pretty busy when everything's in season. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately with the sports, well, volleyball, I guess. No, there's really no, no, there's off, no season off season because the main se- high school stops, club starts, and club stops, mini club starts, and then you're back in high school season. Well, and then this year, because of COVID, we played all summer. Usually I have like July off and yeah. that's about it. And I didn't even have that this year. So right. it's, it's been lots of volleyball. Yeah. And same, same with weightlifting. There's no real off season, which is probably another uh, debatable podcast topic. Is there an off season in weightlifting? Coming uh, soon, stay I mean, tuned, I've big been things in, coming or whatever. I feel like I've been in the off season for like a year now. I mean, so. <laughs> like, yeah, once I hit 30 and that was seven years ago, that's my off season. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's all right. Right. So uh, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, in terms of weightlifting, when when did you start and how did you find it? Um, So specifically, I'm trying to think. I started in, I want to say 2015, um, but I had been a part of a CrossFit gym for a few years. And um, Could you go easy on that C word, please? I'm oh totally God, kidding. I'm just here kidding. Here we go. Here come the haters. So yes, I started in CrossFit, thought I was actually decent at weightlifting, and then I joined Keep Pulling, actually. They were in our CrossFit gym at CrossFit 813, and I think this was 2015. It was a long it was time 2014, ago. Was to it 20, be specific. Was yes. it 2014? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a while ago. And I joined just because uh, one of the girls that used to always do barbell class with me, who actually still lifts on our team, Pavey, she joined weightlifting. And so I was like, well, I want to do it. So I joined weightlifting too and (laughs) kind of stayed, did it for a little bit, then went back to CrossFit, then did it for a little bit, then went back. And then I just kind of was like, nah, I'm good. I'm sticking with this. Well, then I married Patrick, so I kind of had to stay. Yeah, so trying to get that free membership. Yeah, that's that's exactly. That's that's all this has ever been about. (laughs) But no, it's, you've been, you've been a great help even, oh, so, so even before we ever started becoming a thing, like you were, you were around the team, you lifted, like mm-hmm. you did the thing, you competed, you always competed. 
but just because you're a competitive person by nature, like you were a competitive volleyball player, what else? Soccer. I mean, is yeah, the soccer, sport? volleyball, bodybuilding, basketball, I think too. Oh yeah. Like, that was, that was like little, little Liz though. Right. But I mean, the competitive instinct runs deep and the sports training runs deep too. But, um, as far as now fitting into keep pulling, you, you alluded to, uh, definitely our pivotal play a pivotal role in our events running i mean anyone who's done our events has met my wife and everyone she, knows i'm in charge right and she <laughs> well no everyone knows all right they, I mean, they all know all right listen i'll let you have that um but if you've done it one of our meets you've met her at the table she's always running cards she's running the computer she's telling people get off my don't touch my pen <laughs> do not touch my table and andy's the one who says don't lean on the table yeah. <laughs> right so I feel now, like we should just get a sign made by now, me and Andy, because yeah. it's the same three things we say. Right. Well, I mean, people no learn. drinks at the table. Don't lean. Right, and leave people my learn. And, it's, and and this is something we're going to talk about later: is 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 learning the the proper, not really etiquette, but sport culture. Yeah. Right. Because sport culture, I think, is what uh, is synonymous with the way that people intend to use the word community. Mm-hmm. Um, but community and culture runs really deep in in weightlifting. And it's tough to see now, but me doing it for, I mean, it's been, this is my 11th year now in the sport. Uh, it's changed. Yes. But I think, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm always in the, if you've ever read the book, the giver, where it's the one guy, uh, the one guy is responsible for passing on knowledge for a, a paperless society, right? So it's all verbally transferred knowledge. Um, and so the, the head of the, not that I'm saying I'm the head of a community, but, the, <laughs> we can talk about that later, <laughs> but the, the elder of this community is tasked with the, with, or is tasked with the task <laughs> of passing on knowledge down so it doesn't get lost. Right. And I think the, the sport of weightlifting has that. Uh, and I, I personally, uh, my personal mission with keep pulling is to make sure that that never gets lost. That's sport culture. Right. So, but I think that's true to any sport. You know, this is 15 years of volleyball and it's the sure. same thing. You see the new coaches right. who don't quite know the ropes yet. And it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing. You have to pass on that knowledge of culture sure. in any sport to yeah. keep the culture alive. Truly. And it's more than just like how to load a bar properly right. when you're training or like, don't put the whites outside the greens or anything like that. But you know, yeah. So if you're lifting like a, for a women's bar, it would be 55 or I'm sorry, 45, but with uh, greens, right? I've never done that. In my well, because there's example of sport culture, right? And <laughs> <laughs> that runs deep in our club. So you've known from the very beginning anyway, but you know, staying around, you know, helping events, volunteering, um, you know, the greater good of the society of weightlifting, right? You, you either donate your time or give it just to make sure that there are opportunities afforded to everybody. And that's, that's, kind of where i'm at with that but um i think we covered get to know liz a little bit anything else you want to add uh no i'm good cool i might drop a beat later but you know oh maybe maybe i'll pull it up on 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 youtube here and see if i can run audio in for my impromptu rap battle from my soundboard here and we can have a little bit of celestial bodies on here But so that's that's getting to know Liz, uh, and she's on the website too, listed as one of our coaches because technically she is. I mean, she's a great weightlifting coach. She's a great volleyball coach, and you failed to mention that you coach oh, teachers. Yes, too. I'm a teacher coach. Right. This, this is my first year of teacher coaching as well. Yes. So, department head, like, tell us a little bit about that, just to expand a little bit more on your coaching experience as a whole. Oh, so more my teaching coach role is more working with beginner teachers and newer teachers, and kind of. Um, observing them and then giving them feedback on different things like everything from classroom culture to 
behavior management to, you know, delivering a lesson to, you know, incorporating relevant, you know, relevant details into their curriculum and things Mm. like that. So this is really my first real year of teacher coaching. Last year I was a department head. So it was just kind of, hey, this is what we're doing as a department this year. I'm expected to actually go into classrooms and coach, which is going to be cool. Yeah. I'm kind of excited, a little nervous, but, but again, passing on knowledge, right? Yeah. I mean, passing, and you use the word classroom culture and that was totally unprovoked, but the word culture and community, I think is, (laughs) didn't I? Yeah, you did. And and that's, and that's it. That's, that's, it all connects. It all connects. It's it's all about the C's. I love alliteration. So creating the concept of community, the title of this podcast, we're talking about culture, community. Uh, I can't think of another C word right now. Oh, you said CrossFit. I guess that's (laughs) fine. (laughs) Right. So let's move Uh, on. What, what is that? Listen, I've given this asterisk so many times that guys, I started with CrossFit. That's how I found weightlifting. So don't think I'm a hater because I did for 12, I did for probably like 16, 18 months before I found weightlifting. So get off me. (laughs) So the concept of community, this is our main meat and potatoes topic of today. And it's something like we talk about it in the gym. We talk about it here at home. We talk about it with I mean, basically after when we're done with a meet and we're decompressing in the living room with a bottle of wine and our friends are over and we just talk, right? And that's part of it. That That is accurate. Talking right. is like an understatement. It's like unload. It's like everything that happened here, you need everyone around me needs to hear every single story. Right. All right. at once. Right. So first off, let's define the term, quote, community, quote. Uh, and this is from Miriam uh, Miriam Webster Dictionary Online. A community is a unified body of individuals such as A, the people with common interests living in a particular area, and B, these are, I mean, there was a list of them, um, but these are the most relevant, I think, a group of people with common, with a common characteristic or common interest living together within a larger society. So let's talk larger society of fitness, and then we are a very small uh, iteration of what the fitness industry is. I think it's a, you know, I always say weightlifting is very obscure. Um, but there's still, there's still a lot of people who do it and more and more every year too. And more and more every single year. I'm proud to say I'm rocking a six digit USAW number. Yeah. So same. Proud of that. What are your first three numbers? Uh, two Oh one, six, five. Well, Let's go. Yeah. You, you bet. You're my coach. You better have <laughs> been know. around it longer than me. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, there was, Oh man, this is a sidebar, but there was somebody who registered for one of our meets a couple of years ago. Oh, I and his USA weightlifting number was like 73. Yeah, we thought it was a typo. Yeah, and I thought I thought our form didn't grab like a couple zeros or something like that. So I emailed the guy. I wish I could remember his name. It was I'm so gonna, cool. I'm going to look that up when we're done It was here. so cool though. I know, but I was like, hey, hey, sir, I think, uh, and he was a master's because you list your birth date or whatever. I was like, I think uh, you may have left some numbers out of your USA weightlifting number. I was like, can you resend it to me? He's like, no, this is it. I was like, oh. A two-digit, two-digit USA weightlifting code. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> I know that's that's great. And then and I, now I, we're into seven, like now we're in seven digits. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Something I wanted to talk to you about is you've been with Keep Pulling now for a while. Mm-hmm. It's 2014. It is 2020 now. That's six years. I'm one of the OGs. We're going into year seven that mm-hmm. you've been a part of it. Whether your wife, whether you're my wife or not, like you've mm-hmm. been around. So what, how did it look to you when you first joined as a CrossFit person? Like what, what was your first impression? And then like this whole weightlifting thing can be pretty daunting to people, right? So yeah, it definitely uh, was. 
what what was it like um I, I mean when I first started it was it was very I I guess I'll say humbling because I can't think of a better word because I came from CrossFit where I was one of the stronger girls in CrossFit and um Pavey and I who did barbell together all the time we always were doing the same weights and I was like yeah we're both really good and then we both made the jump to weightlifting and I learned about this thing called weight classes and I was like holy crap I suck at this because you know Pavey's this little she was our little 53 at the time she's this teeny tiny little thing and here I am you know four weight classes up and she's lifting the same as me and all of a sudden I was like oh okay wow I'm really bad at this so no, I wouldn't say you're bad at it. You're but just, that's but right. If it, you yeah. asked my perspective. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I felt all of a sudden was like, oh, wow, I'm not nearly as strong as I thought I was because I started seeing, you know, all these other people that were just a lot stronger. But um, yeah, I think and I think when I first started too, I was I was very no, I don't think I absolutely know. I was so stubborn. I was convinced that all of these these uh, things Patrick told me and all these cues and all these corrections he tried to make, I was convinced my body was incapable of doing them. So I just always said, oh, no, I can't do that. Like my, my back leg doesn't bend. I'm, I'm sorry. I had a knee injury, so it won't bend. And That's specifically what I was thinking about. I know. When I was like, hey, you probably need to sink on that back knee. You're like, no, it needs to be straight. And I, I flat out said, no, I didn't listen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was... It was interesting to switch over and it was, you know, I, I got, I got defeated a lot, but then I like Patrick, Patrick really did a good job of, you know, keeping us motivated and, you know, encouraging us and, you know, cause it, it was, it was, it was tough in the beginning, but yeah. it always is. Just, I mean, it's always tough, but especially when you come in with the, well, I came in with this cocky attitude because I had been on an alternate on a regionals team a few years, like a two years prior and then all of a sudden I was coming into weightlifting where I was like bottom of the barrel and I was, I did not like that. So that, that fed into my competitive nature. Right. So that was, yeah. it's a totally different sport with a totally different goal. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's easy to say it can be, it's to be expected, but yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it so is, yeah. it is humbling a little bit, even as long as I've been doing it, it's oh. very, uh, keeps you on your, keeps you on your ass and your toes. But yeah, that is an accurate statement. Yeah. No, but it's, you know, over, over time it definitely, you start to see improvement in yourself in your, you know, your numbers go up, your form gets better, things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I got a lot more out of it. I felt than when I did CrossFit simply because there was just very small specific goals. And I'm a big, I'm a big, um, smart goal type person. And I had felt with, um, CrossFit, it was really, really tough to make those smart goals because there was just so much. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I couldn't be specific with my goals because even when you said, oh, I want to get better at, you know, gymnastics. Well, in CrossFit, that's like 25 things that you have to get better at. It's muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups, chest-to-bars, handstand walks. And then all of a sudden they threw in obstacles hand, with handstand walks. handstand obstacle and, courses. You know, so, oh my gosh, it was just, it got very frustrating. So when I made, you know, made a jump to weightlifting, I loved the fact that I could set one or two real goals that I could actually, you know, accomplish in some sort of timely manner so that mm. that was that was definitely a huge perk yeah so it keeps you focused yeah but the the double edge of that is if you lose your focus you're lost i mean you're lost yeah right uh and that's and that's the tough part and that's where an internal community of weightlifters right will come and motivate you and 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 whatever or a coach or a group of like your team mm-hmm. training partner you said you and Pavey used to train together um so yeah, I mean that's that's where that comes in, and but, that's definitely a culture 
that in keep pulling, mm-hmm. you know, even when I first started, the culture was so different, you know, oh, there was this PR board that only had four things on it and it was amazing instead yeah. of like 70 things, there were four, you know, and everybody was like excited to write a new PR on that board and yeah. stuff like that. So that, I mean, there, there was a culture inside of, you know, inside of this CrossFit gym in this little corner <laughs> that was very different than I had experienced before. Sure. So, and, and this is something we talked about previously is just the, the image over the years, what, you know, as far, as far as, no, I mean, seriously, how real can I be with this? No, I want you to be completely honest. This is the real world. Yeah. I want people to hear this because this is something we, we we talked about, I don't know, weeks ago, months ago. We talked, this was something that, Ooh, Oh, there, there's the mic right there. Sorry, I was getting my hair out of the way. <laughs> Andy's going to flip. And, Andy, I only hit the edge of it, not the actual mic. I just hit the stand with my elbows softly. Everything's fine. Uh, so I want you to be real, and, and I'll let you tell this story because I don't want to interject and, and give any kind of biased opinions um, because it is, like, I totally agree with you, right? Yeah. And, and you guys are going to hear this straight from the horse's mouth, uh, but take it away. Um, so when I first started, um, like I said, I was very new to weightlifting, and when I started, I was definitely a beginner. Whereas, you know, we had some people join up um, when Patrick came first came to CrossFit Eight One Three. We had a few people join that were just, for lack of a better word, they were naturals at it. They were very good at it. Um, they already were qualifying for, you know, national meets, state meets, things like that, like on their first go. So, and I was not in that category. So, um, I actually only only stayed with Keep Pulling for about about ten months. Um, And after state championships, I stepped down and I said, nope, I'm done with weightlifting. I want to go back to CrossFit. Like I didn't want it because I, I had felt like there was a lot of focus in our, in that club, um, like on those elite athletes, if you will. Um, the people who were going to universities and, um, American open and things like that. Nationals, nationals, things (laughs) like that. Yeah. Where I, I just kind of felt as a beginner that I was almost overlooked because, I don't know, like in my mind, I was like, I'm just too, too much work and it's not worth it, which I'm sure was me overreacting because I'm a girl and that's what I do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Woof. Woof. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I, uh, I actually left for a while. And then the irony was, is when I actually reached back out to Patrick because I know shocker, big plot twist. My weightlifting was suffering because I didn't have a coach anymore. Plot twist. Um, when I reached out back to him, that was one of the first things him and I discussed. And I I think that was like right when we started dating too, it was kind of, it was right around that. But, um, that was one of the first things we discussed when he, you know, we talked about why I left the club, like originally why I left. And that was my biggest reason. And is I just didn't feel like his was a club that paid any attention to the beginners or the little guy. They were just all focused on these because we had about 12 athletes that were very elite and, I wasn't one of them. So I, you know, I just said, forget it. I'm out. <laughs> well, obviously we said, we've talked about this before and I'm so sorry that you felt that way. And, you know, it, oh, yeah. it could have been the, it, you know, at, at that point, it's, uh, what is that? 2014, 15. So I've been coaching probably about four or five years. So it's like still, still somewhat new. But this you know, was, I think this was right when you first were making a run at like, establishing right and like making it yes creating like an actual uh facility or club or whatever um and starting to try and really develop 
athletes as a whole. And I think at that point in time, what I was focusing on is, I mean, we did have a lot of, of people who were uberly competitive mm-hmm. and qualifying for A sessions at some of these national meets. And I was like, oh man, well that, that happened very quickly, you know, and, and they were naturally talented and granted the, the programming coaching brought them to that next, next, next level. Um, but it was exciting. Like it was mm-hmm. exciting to see and like everyone was on board and everyone was supportive. Uh, but I never, now I pay specific attention to that and, uh, that everyone's taken care of, you know? And so. I definitely, that's a, there was a huge shift in keep pulling. Cause I, I, like, I genuinely remember being at an event once where someone walked up to, I want to say it was Pavey and said, aren't you Pavey Brione or something like, like called her by her Instagram handle because they'd seen <laughs> her featured so much on, right. on Patrick's, uh, Patrick's or keep pulling's Instagram right. or something like that. So yeah, right. that happened to Rachel Moore too. Yeah. So I like, mean, if you look at even just look at our social media now, it's nothing like that. It's yeah, not. If you just, scroll way back a couple years, probably five. Yeah, that would take a while. Years, yeah, about five way years. Back. It was like nationals this big PR that you know, mm-hmm. and even the PRs too. Like those, those are great, and I get super excited about those. Uh, but to me, now in this community mindset, like PRs are. Uh, Excellent. Like I never, ever want to take that away from, from anyone or the hype or anything. Cause I'm up there. Sc- I was twirling towels over my head, standing on the bench yesterday. People were going crazy. Uh, we had a PR factory yesterday and I was just going nuts, but there's more to it than that. Mm. There's more to weightlifting. There's more to this, uh, inner gym and outward gym culture than just the weights that people are lifting, you know? And I think that that is a huge disconnect and it's, it, it's becoming a big focus because yeah, it's great. Like I love seeing people lift big ass weights, but like I said, there's, there's more to it. There's more support structure that we can create. There's more opportunities that we can create for people who may not snatch their body weight, who may right. not snatch greens even, you know, like, and those people are just as important. I made, so I, I, I always do these weekly. I haven't done one lately, but um, weekly change my mind stuff that's based on that Steven oh Crowder, uh, that guy who's just a, a nutcase. But With his coffee. Right. And, and <laughs> not really a nutcase, but he's just, he's got a lot of balls. Um, anyway, so it's, it's weekly change my mind. I try to make it weightlifting specific. And one of the ones I said was beginners, beginner, beginning athletes are just as important as elite athletes. Um, not only do I firmly believe that, uh, there, I can make the argument that they're more important than elite athletes, um, because they vastly outnumber mm-hmm. the elites, you know, talk about and, any athletics. It's like, they say what, it's like one, like 1% of 1% or something like that actually what, make it to the elite level. Right. Exactly. And, and if we're talking elite, like world championships or Pan Ams or the Olympics, I mean, a 10th of a percent, yeah. you know, I would, I would give it 10% of the people you ever deal with are going to be at that elite level where it's nationals or, uh, above kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, which, which we have gotten. It's funny to listen to, cause I hear a lot of stuff like people talk and people tell me stuff and I never ask, but I will never refuse information, but it's interesting to hear the reputation that we've gotten over the years where it's like, like you said, Oh, well, keep pulling is only good with elite athletes. And then it became, well, he's only a good coach for girls. He can't coach women. And then it's like, he can't coach now he's men. only good for beginners. Right. Like, you know, and, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. And it's, the, you know, all the different reputations are including everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if we're only good with elites and we're only good with women and we're only good with beginners, that's basically everybody, not to out, out the men or any other gender neutral people, but 
I mean, it it encompasses everybody, right? So eventually we're going to be good for everybody in everyone's eyes, (laughs) you know, Uh, except squat jerkers, right? But I think that it's like, it all depends on what your, you know, what your team looks like. You know, if you, you know, I I always refer to volleyball because that's the one I'm around the most. Like my team this year, my varsity team is known as a defensive team because Mm -hmm. we're short. We don't have a lot, we don't have a lot of height. So we're like, oh, that's the defensive team. But We've had other teams that are like, oh man, that's the team with like, that hits really hard balls out of the middle thing like that. You know, it's the same idea in weightlifting. If the majority of our team is beginners, then all of a sudden we're only good with beginners. Or (laughs) if we have a lot of elites that, you know, they happen to all be going to university. So we're posting a lot about them. Then, oh, well, look, they're only good with elites. Never mind the, you know, 10, 15 other people that aren't elites that we just didn't put on the story this week. Right, right. Because, you know, Instagram is the reality of the world. So. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if, if it's not on Instagram, it's not It actually true. didn't happen. Right, exactly. Um, but that, uh, how about that? How about the Instagram? You want to talk about that? Because you, you, when we originally talked about this topic, you mentioned the Instagram specifically. So. Um, so I think, you know, weightlifting, for whatever reason, is inst- Instagram is where everything in weightlifting seems to happen. <laughs> um, and so when we were starting out, um, when Keep Pulling was really starting to, like, gain momentum. Um, I, I had told, I told Patrick, Patrick this after about a year, it took me that long to work up the courage that he really only featured his, his top lifters. Um, cause I remember I was on the team for 10 months and in that 10 month span, I was posted about one time and it was me Jeez. and Pavey. It wasn't even just me. It was like, oh, girls, girls day at the bar or something like that. And I happened oh, to be ladies in ladies night at the bar. So, yeah. Never heard that one before. Yeah. It was something like that, but it was like, there was never a feature on me. There was never like, um, Oh yeah. And so I, you know, I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer. So then naturally I started looking and going, Oh yeah, he didn't post about this person or this person. It's just these 10 people that make up the bulk of the post. So that was something (laughs) once I built up a little confidence and shared it with him, you know, he went through and started like, I really think you, you did a good job of like going through and I did adjusting and going, Ooh, yeah, you're right. I, you know, cause I got a lot more people than just these 10, but right. You know, and it's not like they I make was, the prettiest pictures because they're doing it the best. I mean, and, and it's not work. like I was willfully omitting people. You know what I no, mean? It no, was, no, no, You know, it's it's tough. Like when you're on the fly posting stuff from your phone and, yeah. and whatever, and you just happen to be doing like a one-on-one with Pat or, or, or something like that, you know, where it's like it's easy to take a, a photo, write some, <laughs> some inspirational phrase uh-huh. and some like non-meaningful hashtag and send it out to the world and be yeah. like, look what I'm doing. Well, and truthfully, that's that's human nature. You don't right. see, not to sound mean or anything, but you don't see people lined up at the D session taking videos of everybody and posting it to their Instagram. But oh, at, at that A session, everybody needs to post every lift of every athlete. It's yeah. the same, you know, same idea. It's just human nature. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, it's the it's the quote unquote good ones, right? right. With the the good, pretty lifts, the big lifts, the big weight that you want to see. And yeah, I guess it's naturally, it was just like, oh man, Pat, somebody's about to snatch XYZ. Let me get a video of it and post it on right. Insta. And the girl uh, in the corner snatching whites. It's not an, it's not an intentional mission. It's just right. in the world of weightlifting, that's not something that's considered impressive. For her, that might be very impressive. Right. That man, she's been trying to get to whites forever, but in the world <laughs> of weightlifting, you know, 
a female snatching 25 kilos isn't the end all be all like, holy cow, did you guys see that? So it was, you know, it's just human nature. Right. But it, everything in weightlifting is relative. So you got to mm-hmm. look at it in context. Oh, for right? sure. If somebody, if somebody's like Maddie, for instance, Maddie. when she's, when she snatched whites, oh, uh, we dude, the I whole cried. gym, the whole gym lit up. I think shout out to Maddie. Like we were talking about you, Maddie. We love her. Yeah. Um, but, and that's something when you mentioned that, like I, I really, like I didn't get triggered. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get upset. I self-reflected, looked at my Insta, looked at the data and statistics and was like, you're right. Yep. Instant change. And, and started featuring more people. And now we do this thing called KP feature Friday, hashtag KP feature Friday, where we try to throw anyone in on Fridays, you know, any, and the tough part about that is just having the content to do mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I snap pictures like once a week, like I'll bust out my camera, uh, shout out to Nikon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right so i'll bust out my camera and take photos of people like on a crowded gym day which is like usually monday or tuesdays so maybe i can get everybody and then friday I just start throwing stuff up saying hey great job natalie did this thing like she she's pr to clean jerk yesterday so shout out kp feature friday to natalie right now well and those features i mean that <laughs> goes back to what we're talking about those features strengthen your community they right. make they make it feel because everybody feels like they're a part of it and that's sure. something that's just so so important and i feel like it's often very overlooked Mm -hmm. in, you know, in a team, in, in a community where little things like that, that, you know, cause even, you know, looking back at what you and I talked about, um, little things like that might not seem like a big deal to you, Mm -hmm. but to the person involved, you know, it is a big deal. Oh snap. That's me. Right. To get your Instagram, you know, that Instagram notification that says, so, you know, keep pulling tagged you in a photo. You're like, yes, the world can see. Like, and it's, yeah. it's exciting because, right. you know, you, you just feel almost like validated sure. that all your hard work recognized. is recognized. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, and, and recognition is, is like we try to, we do our best with it. Right. And I talked to John about that. Like when we talk weekly, it's like, you know, who did what, you know, who did what when you coach Friday, uh, and I'll tell him, I'll update him on stuff. And, you know, we just have it like we talked today before I left the gym, um, just, about how everyone did yesterday. Um, just a little context. So yesterday we had a, a heavy single day on the program. So heavy work up to heavy snatch, work up to heavy clean and jerk. But there's a little strategy to it. You could have two misses total. And the winner, of a, basically whoever achieved the highest percentage of their declared one rep max in the last six months, won a $10 PDQ gift card. And let me tell you, the place lit up like a Christmas tree yesterday with people trying to get this gift card. Because PDQ is better than Chick-fil-A. We're going to talk about that later. But yes, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So all of this stuff about featuring your own lifters and and making sure everyone's included and making people feel comfortable, that's like your internal community, right? Mm -hmm. And some of these, I'm going to skip ahead on on our notes here. I'm going to go down to KP Internet Buzz Phrases. So these are things like I'll I'll sarcastically say online, which I'm now starting to leak into my keep pulling a little bit where community, this is the, this is the buzz phrase that I've been starting to say. Community is more than just a hashtag and community begins outside the four walls of your own gym because the, the, the internal community you're always going to have, like those people will always be there. Mm Mm-hmm. But to become, and I'm going to read an excerpt from something I wrote for USA Weightlifting here, um, becoming a resource for people. And that's why I call it keep pulling an Olympic weightlifting resource because I want to be more than just a gym. I want to be more than just somewhere that there are weights and weightlifting happens. And we are, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, 
but in my opinion, we're much greater than that as mm-hmm. an organization. Keep pulling is not just a gym. Um, it's not just a hashtag, even though it's on everything we post, <laughs> right? Um, it's not just a hashtag. Doesn't mean it's not a hashtag. Correct. It's more than just a it's hashtag, much more. right? And, and the, at the center of all of this is, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm banging on the table because I'm getting, I'm, I'm very passionate he about is. this topic. He's getting and, very worked up. Yeah, I'm getting, not wor- yeah, I'm getting worked up. Um, what's my heart rate? <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out Apple Watch. Right, exactly. But oh, man, if we can land some sponsors like that. Anyway, but creating community is, is more than just going out for drinks with your friends. Yeah. You know, is it community building? Yes, it is. But when I go out for a bachelor party, that's not, I wouldn't call that community building. You know what I mean? Like I'm hanging out with my friends and people who are not my friends, who I introduced to something that they wouldn't have otherwise known about. That is one spreading a message, but two building a, an outward community, right? Mm-hmm. A community facing community. So <clears throat> what does, do you want to read some of these things and talk about them? What does keep pulling do for the community? Sure. Uh, go for it. I just listed a bunch All of stuff right. that I could. So, <laughs> Podcasts like this lovely one you're listening to yeah. now. Um, we do meetups, high school camps. Uh, we have an improved mentorship program through UT. UT, just UT and, and, and U- soon to be USF, to be USF starting USF in the spring. Um, we do youth engagement, networking, university orgs and affiliations, academy courses, sanction competitions, and more. And more. And I'm sure there's more. Big, I couldn't think of what, Big things coming. Uh, you know, and uh, God, there's another hashtag. I just can't stand. I can't stand it. <laughs> But he uses it all the time. That's yeah, the yeah as, a joke. as a joke. I'm very, I'm very sarcastic. If you people haven't noticed, um, but uh, you know, this community is more than just a hashtag. It, I, like I'm, the, whoa, hello, hello. It's something I'm very adamant about because you know everyone takes this word and uses it with all the best intent, I think, but there's no substance behind it. And what we try to do is create something behind the word community so that it draws people to this thing called weightlifting. <clears throat> so. Something I wrote for USA Weightlifting as when we became selected as a USA Weightlifting community development training site two years in a row, we have to, one, apply for it. Two, once we're selected, we have to write blogs and, you know, provide information, right? So this is something uh, our mission statement has always been an organization, as an organization has always been to differentiate ourselves as a resource as opposed to being a facility where weightlifting takes place. And this is all about creating a support system that, here's a list, introduces people to the sport of weightlifting, provides classes, courses, and programs that support proper weightlifting development, educates and mentors aspiring weightlifting coaches, right? There's the giver reference where we're passing on information, creates opportunities for new and seasoned lifters to compete and participate in the sport, bring like-minded athletes and coaches together on a regular basis, and ensures a fun positive training experience for everybody yay <laughs> you're just clapping it's so I mean, good because it's good i mean it's it's community it is, it's the yeah. stuff that people talk about but i wish more people would stand behind mm-hmm. you know and and forgive me if that seems callous but you know i feel like we have done a lot for the not only tampa community uh, I would venture to say for the state of Florida oh, and, sure. and nationally too, you know, with, with the stuff we do with lifting life and, and helping with, 
you know, we're there setting up for nationals and stuff <laughs> yeah. and helping Pedro and Scott with the live feed and all, and all that stuff and credit commentating, right. And commentating for bar bend. Uh, thanks to David Tao. He reached out to us for AO3, but unfortunately I guess the system couldn't support commentating com- commentary. Um, but a lot of this too is, is because of Andy. I mean, Andy plays a pivotal role in, in all of this stuff too. Um, because you know, he's a coach technically, but, um, what? Nothing. I'm oh. just looking at you. Oh, I thought you, you tapped me and then looked to the side like there was someone over me with a gun or something. <laughs> There's not. We're safe You're, in the Costello home. Yeah. Fear not. Yeah, this place is a fortress. Um, it really is. Uh, but but Andy is a, is at the forefront of all of this stuff, too, with our events and with Lifting Life and, and all the stuff he does for USA Way of Thing uh, event staff, support staff, and, and core staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Andy plays a huge role in this stuff, too. And that's why he fits in with us, right? Yeah, so, it's that like-minded, that it, like-minded individuals, and that's what it is. Is there's a, there's one of my favorite quotes. It's you're you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, or the sum of the five people you surround yourself with, and people could be synonymous with groups or whatever, you know. But I feel like if you bring like-minded people together like this, you have a much more, a much higher rate of success for what you're trying to achieve. Because you can't do this stuff alone. And again, it comes back to community, you know? Mm-hmm. And and to my fault, for for years, I tried to do it on my own. Um, <laughs> and I got as far as I could that way. And then it's like, man, I need help. Or, you know, you provide input. Andy provides input. Uh, John, you know, any previous coaches that have been aboard with us. And even our athletes now, I like I give them a voice too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you guys think of uh, doing it on this date or what, what kind of apparel do you guys want to see or what's something fun that we could do together? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it all comes back to that. And the more, more you give people in your community <laughs> a voice, I think that's important mm-hmm. um, for people, you know, trying to build a community is the more you give your community members a voice in their own community, the more buy-in you're going to get. And you know, that truthfully creates a community with a lot more longevity than one where it's just someone calling the shots, you know, it's, right dictatorship versus democracy it's same idea you know exactly and and you've been around long enough too where this is a private conversation we've always had but i'll say it on the air oh here we go uh, where we've been along around long enough to see lifters come and go Mm -hmm. i mean it's a natural cycle we've seen coaches come and go we've seen clubs come and go Mm -hmm. and it it comes back to like you mentioned longevity that's what sparked my mind on this thing but i wish (laughs) <laughs> how do I say this? People think it's easy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it, to my, when I describe what I do to people, I'm just like, I run a gym. You know, it's easier, it's easier <laughs> Too to hard say to that. Explain right? the rest. Yeah, that's... Um, and to the average person, all I do is scream at people from two 30 to eight o'clock at night, you know, but there's much more that goes behind what is keep pulling, what keep pulling is than just the coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's just an, an inkling of the things that, that, we have going on right and and more so what's in, not that coaching is important to me but all of these things like the meetups specifically uh, when we came up with that a couple years ago that was a way for us to bring people together for free and new or we season. will have some again covid put a real crimp in our style oh man 20 so fear not yeah. we we did not shut down meetups we just they're, have not been able how to, to figure out how to do it in a post-COVID they're world They're so postponed. And we were supposed to have one in February. Remember, mm-hmm. we had that on the calendar. And I had to, you know, I was like. It just 
we were uh, we weren't just shut it down you know and we at, at the very last minute i was like let's just do it because i mean one it's the right thing to do two we didn't know what the hell was going to happen yeah because we could see it coming I and mean, it was right before the arnold uh, and that's when everything just kind of Started shut down spiral yeah. so we were yeah so fingers crossed 2021 oh we goodness. will start the meetups again hopefully in the i guess what's that winter february time frame yeah, still technically usually. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm putting another promo reel to run at our event, so people will say people will see you know coming in 2021, all fingers crossed. But we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, but the meetups are a big thing, uh, and and also the obviously the competitions. Yeah, I think I think we've uh, as as a company or as a business or whatever you want to call us, I think Keep Pulling has become known as much for our gym as we have for the events at this point because right. it's um not to toot our own horn but no one does it like us no one uh, does does i will show you my standard operating procedures manual no one does it like us do you mean the manual that usa weightlifting requested a copy of because they wanted to see how you do things yeah yeah, yeah but i didn't give it to them. i did talk to jenny about that <laughs> off the air and we talked well that's when we were talking about the cards and stuff but yeah she did she was like wow I, i'm not surprised but i'm impressed <laughs> Yeah, it's something that, and even even that has grown so much since TBAC one because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's always. I think our events have always had. Oh my God, you've been at every TBAC. I've been at, I, except for TBAC two is the only one I didn't go to because I was in the period of time I was mad at you, so I didn't go. Oh, you're right. But that was the only one I haven't been at. Okay. Um, but yeah, since TBAC one, which I mean, even even TBAC one being our very first event, mm-hmm. you know, um. It's still, Patrick still made it a point to go a little bit extra. I think that was the year we had like Reebok there and like we had that photographer uh, from Reebok, Reebok. Reebok sent a trophy and a $250 gift card. Yeah. And then they hired a pro photographer. To do all these photos. Right, and... exactly. So, so we I, st- that was that was Lewis X. I'm going to go ahead and say his name because he's a really nice guy and he's local to Tampa, but he came in and shot the whole thing. Yeah, like, so even, even that, like our very first, TBAC and I know that wasn't your first event but the first like real keep pulling event that was the first real sanctioned event right and now it's now it's just become like for for us when we're planning it's become just a game of ooh what how can we push the envelope a little bit more at this one and that's exactly what it is and I was talking with Jim over at Valor and and Craig and Jeff um, when we're talking about what we what we're doing for this event I can't wait which we can talk about here but I I, we're sitting there and I'm just like guys I don't know how we're gonna top this next year oh we'll find a way oh we'll find a way but uh, I'm glad that you said that because every year we've tried to do something different or every every event every event like we've gone through and looked at I I remember sitting down once and going through from TBAC 1 to TBAC I think it was through 6 okay we went through where we're like okay so TBAC one was this. What did we do different in this one? We're like, oh yeah, we added the live stream in that one. Let's let's take two minutes and go through. Okay, because this one. is fun. Okay. This is this is amazing. So okay, so TBAC one was the summer of 2015. Yep. And that was a uh, single platform. We had uh, I think like 83 people signed up. It was and at it, the CrossFit gym. It was at CrossFit 813. And for anyone who's been there, it's it's two big bay. Uh, areas probably like ten thousand, uh, probably like eight thousand square feet each. In each one, yeah. And we ran one side as the warm up room, and the other side as the competition platform, and then audience. So we had eighty three people compete, and I was like, "Whoa!" It was like, a, that came out of nowhere, and it, it was fun though. But that yeah. was still like a we had the platform that was already there with tape right. on the floor, and like, literally was tape on the yep. floor. I had an eight by eight banner printed, or John did, I believe, because uh, you know John Orbaugh. Shout out to you, one of the old owners of CrossFit Eight One Three. He had a lot of influence in mm-hmm. the earlier meets too. 
Um, but he was, I think, he was our connection with Reebok, mm-hmm. and uh, SFH was there the first couple oh, of events. That's right. And uh, man, Killcliffe. So we had some really primo sponsors back in the day. And we still do. I mean, uh, like <laughs> Valor, Valor is incredible. Hello. Valor is incredible. Um, but yeah, TBAC one was just a normal meet. And yep. we, back then you could still break state records at a meet, yep. at a local meet. And so we had, uh, I think Brooke Tanacredi broke a, broke a state record for this 60. I don't know. She was, oh no, she was like a 45 and she snatched like 70. Or something like that, or 65. She was little, I remember tiny. that. Yeah, she was a teeny thing. <clears throat> so that was that. Okay, TBAC1, normal meet. That was our first go at it. Mm-hmm. Big sponsors, big prizes. It was a lot of fun. Uh, TBAC2 was basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was identical. I don't think we did anything different. No. Uh, I, I wasn't I, at that one, so I can't comment. Uh, event oh, photography? I got three, though, I know. I think event photography is when we stepped it up there. I, can't, I think that was the first one that Lifting Life did. That lifting life covered TBAC two. Okay. <clears throat> All right, TBAC three. You want it? I'll take it. So TBAC three was the first year we actually built a competition platform. Mm-hmm. So we went out and, and I will never forget this because we, <laughs> oh my gosh, we were setting up this gym because so we built a competition platform. We had live stream in like every corner of the back room. It the was like four stand. or five cameras. Yeah. We had commentators. Um, on the live stream, still one of the funniest live stream videos. I'll come back to that of all time. Um, but I will never forget this because Patrick built, like we, he decided he wanted to build this like raised platform, which I mean, it's awesome. I think it's still the same one we use. Same one. It's a green platform. Yeah. The green one. Um, but this is the funny part is it's probably nine o'clock. We are tired. We've been setting up all day. Patrick if you don't know this about him, might be one of the most mood-influenced person by food. Um, so he's hungry, which means he's terrifying. And he decides we need to paint the edges of this platform green. Like, And I'm not talking like lay paint. Oh, no, we had to go in there with a brush and paint the raised part all the way around. He wanted to paint it green, you know, because we had to do something a little bit extra. Oh, it was, it was, it was a, he was a treasure. But so anyway, so that was our first um, big platform. Right. And so we had had the live stream. Yep. And we had the live stream, which sidebar anecdotal, hilarious story about one of our lifters from back in that time. Mm -hmm. What was his name? Uh, Nick Gomez. Nick Gomez. That's the one. Gomeo. 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 Oh man. So not only did he wear the funniest singlet of all time (laughs) with a very plunging neckline that continued to plunge throughout the competition. But at one point we were announcing the, um, the, like the session before him, which was only on snatches. And we look in the camera and Nick is starting his barbell warm up. Well, I, I was on the commentary. Yes. Uh, me and, uh, Marcus Leone were oh on the, gosh. on the commentating and the Andy switched the view that on our monitor to the warm up room. So we could talk about warm up. And I was like, <laughs> the hell is nick doing back there it was like this is a women's session it was literally like <laughs> an hour and a half before his session was even set to yeah start. he's like in his singlet taking bar i'm like i'll be right back ladies and gentlemen. i still have that clip saved <sighs> on my computer that's one of my favorite all right so that's tbac3 tbac4 the Con- first one at the convention convention center, center. okay yep. yeah and then we linked up with chris zamudio mm-hmm. who is the uh owner and and thought 
factory behind the uh, Tampa Strength and Fitness Expo that happened every uh, happens every fall at With the convention the Tampa center. Bay Games is his. Tampa Bay Games event, is his, yeah. and so is Wad Wars. So yes. that's the first year that we linked up, and we did our first fall meet, uh, first fall TBAC at the expo at the convention center. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we started piggybacking our events with with his big right. CrossFit events. So, so that was that, that was, was still single platform though. Single platform yeah. TBAC four at the convention center. That was, was the first long one. Night. That was a very 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 long night. <clears throat> so then fast forward to spring. Now in order we have TBSC Tampa Bay Spring Classic one. That was the first time we had gone into Dunedin and done mm-hmm. it with a, a CrossFit event. Yep. Uh, didn't have a yes we did have a live stream actually no commentary it was just very basic live stream but we tried event. to do a two-day event that was it that was it that's what we did the two-day event yep. we had like 148 it people was signed huge up. it was uh, i almost cursed it was gigantic flipping huge yeah. it was it was and it was it was it was long and it was huge and was that when we had halla uh no, I thought she was the next. No, because she was single. Maybe, no, because it was single, single platform. platform. So she must have been. Yeah, there, and yeah. we had a guest lifter, Halla Paiva, who is a she's a world team member for Team mm, Lebanon. Lebanon, yeah. But she, her she's husband, yeah, she's she works. Awesome. She's like the CFO or something for Lifting Life, and her husband owns it. Um, so we had that connection there, and you know, we had her over, and she. I think snatched 95 and clean and jerk 120 or something well like and that. i feel like we had some big lifters at that one too because i think that was back when it was a, a florida elite qualifier florida, a florida elite qualifier mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. we had some just really big yeah andrew allen came out and snatched like 130 or oh, something I and, about him. um but yeah we had we had a couple guest lifters at that one so tbsc won and then and then, then we, was the practice we're talking classic. about practice so tampa bay practice, practice classic was what tbpc yeah, we're talking one. about practice not the game we're talking about practice no, no. <laughs> practice so we did that uh at the gym we were part of over in west chase and which uh, the irony behind that was we so we were trying to think of a name for it but literally we wanted to host a meet we wanted it to just be like a cheap, quick meet because we wanted to test out dual platforms. Mm-hmm. So we we decided, okay, how like why don't we just sanction it? Because originally we were just gonna say, hey, like let's just hold let's a just mock meet yeah. and people can come out. And then we're like, oh, let's just sanction it and yep. charge people like. But almost, I charged them like thirty five bucks. Not even. I think it was like twenty bucks because we didn't think that many people would do it. I like, think it was thirty. I don't think I got. No, that it was okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. Because we it was like we advertised it for like. 15 days okay like it was just we wanted to get but well, we filled it up there was like yeah 30 we, people we had like, no yeah we had like 30 40 people mm-hmm. sign up but we were no, like it was 40 is 20 per session because yeah. we were not prepared because we had it in our little tiny and that was that i think it was that turn right yeah that, that, yeah, yeah so it was not nearly big enough but so we called it practice because the next big thing we were going to do for the convention the fall tb oh god tampa bay area classic five five yeah was to add a secondary competition platform so we had to we had to practice it right which which has never been done at a Florida local meet. Mm-mm. I don't think like to, uh, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it's never been done. So we sanctioned the practice, excuse me, the practice classic so we could test the software, test the logistics, test all the, the staff uh, positions and was all that, that stuff. Time, did we use Oliftia for that one or was that Andy's software? I think then? it was Andy's software at yeah. the time. We hadn't switched yet. Mm-hmm. We hadn't oh no. It. Cause that was, that was one of our big changes for another meet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, we did that. We added the secondary platform. We just did it as on a whim. And then the Tampa Bay Area Classic five, five. 5 at the convention center in the fall of 2018. That was a dual, our dual platform. was the first dual platform uh, big scale yeah, USA weightlifting sanctioned meet. Yeah, and we had over 100. I think we had 111 that time around. Yeah, it was really big. Uh, between 110 and 115. And 
It was very smooth. We were done by four o'clock in the afternoon because we ran six or seven sessions mm-hmm. on two platforms. Essentially, the way two platforms works is each platform is its own meet. Yep. They run independently. They may start at the same time, but the staff, everything is independent. And except that's, Andy. Except Andy. He is the glue that, I swear to God, Andy is the glue that holds yeah, our events together. He really is. He, I cannot express enough uh, gratitude for what he has done over the years with us and for us. Uh, and, and Andy, you're, you're a treasure and we love you, man. (laughs) Like we do, we can't do it. We could not do it without you. Everybody else. We could also not do it without you. The people who ref, the people who load, the people who volunteer, people who run cards, everybody plays a role. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it alone. We are a community of people and there are people from other clubs who volunteer their time. Mm -hmm. They're like, Hey Patrick, can I ref? Can I load? Can I do this? And I'm like, hell yes, you can. Thank you. You know? And we do the same for, like, we do it over at Elevate. When yep. we go over there, we do it. We volunteer and, and whatever for state championships. And any meet we go to, that's the sport culture yeah. is we help out. Help your fellow weightlifter. Um, wow, what the hell was I talking about? So, yeah. So now TBSC2 came around. Spring Classic 2, dual platform, single day at the Dunedin Community Center again. We brought, that was, was that, oh no, TBAC 5, was that the first year was Valor TBAC 5 also was the first year that Valor uh, donated their platform or let us use platforms or jumped on board with our, however you want to say it. Uh, They were like, hey, you want to use our platforms? We're like, yup. Did they have their plates yet? No, not yet. Ah, So So, that was TBSC. So TBSC 2. Yep, was Valor. Was when Valor, because we had been working with Valor uh, a, a little bit well, a lot of it about developing their kilo line mm-hmm. um, because like Valor's always been in the commercial gym space and they started getting to CrossFit and they started making bumper plates and then they wanted to get into weightlifting, but they didn't really, they weren't really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So they're, that's when we started really, really talking about working together about on stuff. So they built all of these urethane, which are awesome, by the way, really urethane awesome. kilo plates change and everything. And that's where they were unveiled at the Spring Classic yep. too. That was our. You're, you're right. Yep. Yeah. The the platforms, the Valor platforms, all the Valor weights everywhere, and man, the uniformity it just was awesome. makes my OCD so scream. Happy. Well, with and happiness. not having to load up all of the plates from our gym, from our gym. to take them to another place. Right, so that right. Was well, great. we still had to load it up in a truck and yeah, but haul at least we went from one place to another. We weren't. Ugh. Right. So what, where were we? Spring Classic 2. So then we had Practice Classic practice two. 2. Was that at Cigar City? That was at Cigar City. Uh, and the only thing we added there was heat. Yeah. That goes <laughs> down in history as the the one, we added the one and only KP meet that not only was not on time, but it was miserably hot because we right. Tri- we tripped a breaker. At the right at the beginning of, of the event. Yep. We tripped a breaker and all and of all the fans, all shut, the fans shut down. And we were like, and oh, they, shit. We couldn't turn them back on. Yep. Uh, we couldn't turn we, I think we could turn about half of them on mm-hmm. without tripping the breaker again. So Right. So that was somewhat so of a disaster. Learned. So well, that was somewhat of a disaster. So we'll move on from <laughs> practice classic two. And then uh, where are we not? TBAC, uh, now? TBAC six. Uh, six. Seven. Six. Yeah, six. Man, I'm losing track. Seven's this year. A seven's coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. Time flies when you're having a good time. Yeah. TBAC six, the first. Uh, let's see, what did we do for this one? Again, it was Valor. I think they had new platforms at this point. It wasn't the big clunky ones. No, it was, it was the, the piece the together piece. ones. That was it. I can't remember yeah. now, but 
But that wasn't, wasn't that TBC six, wasn't that like our 10th official event? So that was, it was our, kind of, that, yeah, it was a 10th anniversary event. So we had like, we had like a wheel, we spun a wheel for like giveaways. Yeah, we we had, had, there was, I mean, there was just a lot going on. We put a lot of, a, a lot of kind of quote unquote engagement on that one. Mm-hmm. So we were like spending a lot of time shaking hands and kissing babies and stuff like that. Big time. You can't do anymore because six feet, man. But air high fives, so air, air fives, right? Um, but we gave away, gave away a lot of prizes, gave away a lot of free like intro sessions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, and I think that was it. Um, but then, uh, oh, we we had a lot of merch at that one too. We had so a we sold, lot of merch. We did a lot of merchandising one. sales. And then Spring Classic Three was canceled <laughs> because of COVID. <laughs> which that was man that was that was tough that was a, a tough thing that was a tough thing to do because um i'm all about the consistency and and all all that kind of thing but you know the times dictate what we're what we're supposed to do and and allowed and and afforded to do uh so we canceled it refunded everybody um you know was what it, it, it was what is, it was was we, what it was we then went back to the practice classic three in july and that mm-hmm. was our first meet at valor fitness at their event warehouse it and was cool. man that was sick it was so cool like they had this whole build out they did for us uh with the rig and everything yeah and then, it was uh, super cool curtains everything it, it was it was amazing it was yeah and it, now we're going back there yeah, and now we're wait. officially partnered with valor fitness uh in the world of usa weightlifting or yeah in the world of usa weightlifting i, I suppose you could say uh, we're going back again to the dual platform meet, even though mm-hmm. practice this one this time around was single because we only had 24 people sign yeah, up, which small. I totally expected, right? Which we it, were totally fine with. It was the first, it was the first meet back from quarantine. Yeah. It was a, the first one that ever happened. And we took a lot of precautions. This is what we added. This is the new stuff. A lot of precautions uh, to like cleaning and sanitation, mm-hmm. uh, the mask ordinances from, from Pinellas County, like everyone was required to wear a mask. Uh, you couldn't write on the cards yourself, so everything was like hands Which off. Which I love. You love as a card person. Oh, I loved it. Right, right, right. But yeah, it was you know, and our our loaders. I mean, shout out to our loading team man, at that oh, meet because every single person touched a clean bar. Yep. They had they were out there loading. We, my, Papa Dukes. Papa my daddy Dukes. was out there loading all day with a few other people. JP loaded most yep. of the day. Delaney um, did some. Delaney. Dave, Dave. Brooke, Brooke did a bunch. Yep. yep. Brooke. Epic. I, I always forget your last name, Brooke. Um, but, uh, and David Botero. Shout yep. out to him too. And, and we had three people go out and change the weights and one person spray uh, the rag and wipe the bar down after the weights were changed and boom, boom, boom. It was done like a freaking NASCAR pit crew. And man, big ups and big thank you to you. Um, and we've been hoarding rubbing alcohol ever since oh, yes. knowing that TBAC is coming up and we're going to have to do TBAC seven. I know we're running over an hour now, but we got to talk about this. Oh I mean, it's going to be gosh, it's gonna so, be so cool. bleeping awesome because, oh, and this was, this isn't even in our show notes, but I know we took a tangent, but this is all about the community too. This is a shining example of stuff that we're doing for the outward facing community. Big time. Right? This and oh man, I, I oh, I'm getting what excited he's trying to, to say it. and he's having trouble is we are trying to build a, for this one, we're really trying to build a meet that is exciting and f- has that that feel of a big meet, even though it's a local meet. Um, we draw a lot of lifters that are new to the sport or they're maybe doing their first or second meet ever. And so a lot of those people never really get to experience, you know, a big platform meet. And even with the AO series being added in, you still have a lot of lifters that may not qualify. They may that. not qualify for that or they may not qualify, which means they won't qualify for state. So they never really get the hype of a big mm-hmm. meet. So what we're trying to do is build a 
build a meet for the everyday lifter that feels like this big spectacle because I I mean, genuinely everyone deserves to experience that because it's so fun. Everyone deserves to feel important and and recognize and everything like that. So here, I'm just going to read straight from our Instagram post because clearly I can't use my, my own words. He's very excited. I've been freaking like holding it in, trying to tell as little, little people as possible about this. But now I'm going to start really advertising this because we got to tell people to show up. Right. Um, okay. I'm just going to read. So we're, we're going to be adding a lot of features that have never been seen before at a sub national meet, uh, a sub national USA weightlifting competition, including obviously dual competition platforms. Like I think we're this still the only meet in Florida barring state championships that does that. Yeah. Uh, contests and prizes for the spectators. We're having a cornhole tournament to the side of this. Shout out to B3 cornhole. Shout out B3 cornhole, uh, custom bags and boards based in Tampa, Florida. But to the left of the, what are these things called? Bleachers. We're having a cornhole corner sponsored by B3, which is one of our vendors, right? So people can enter this bracketed tournament and compete for prizes Mm -hmm. while they're sitting around waiting for their person to lift, you know, stuff for uh, spectators to do. Also outward facing, to, uh, you, you always see banners behind uh, the competition platform of, <laughs> of, of USA of, of local meets, right? Not good enough. Not good enough. Banners are outdated. So what did we do? Uh, with Valor's help, we got 75-inch TVs to replace uh, a mid-sized banner behind a, a one of the platforms. And since we have two platforms, we have two 75-inch TVs. And on those displays, we will be showing stuff like the current lifter who's there, their name, where they're from. Uh, ad spots basically uh videos for people to watch while they're in the stands instant replay of the lift that just happened we're going to be pumping in the live stream into the big tv so the audience can watch what the viewers at home are seeing which includes the warm-up cameras uh the cameras over the card table the intros for athletes uh and that kind of thing moving down okay i'm getting sidetracked full 1080p hd live stream with multiple cameras we're going to have graphic overlays and stuff like that for the people at home. So they know what the hell's going on. This is going to, this is my personal favorite. This is what I'm so excited about. WWE style athlete introductions with smoke and lasers. Yeah. He's, he was testing this out in our house the other day and it's, it's pretty epic. It would have set off the focal smoke alarms if I didn't take them down myself. But this, 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 I have to give credit to uh, Jeff Schaubs, I think is how you pronounce it over at Valor. He was like, and Craig, their their marketing director, they showed me this this video of this jujitsu national tournament over in Orlando, where the competitors, when they're intro, they basically walk this catwalk that's like like models walk, you know, and they're 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 modeling their their clothes or whatever, you know. Are you listening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's smoke and lasers and going off, so they're the center of attention. So we're doing that too. Instead of lining everyone up in a U or on the platform, we're still going to do that, but they're going to come out one by one from this entrance area that's like this this basically a doorway and like a, a what do you call this it? like an airlock where there's gonna be smoke shooting in there and a little laser it's LED. Ridiculous. It's gonna be crazy. I posted it on my story. Some of you guys may have seen it. Uh, professional lighting and sound. We're having uh, like the audience area is gonna be dark and everything's gonna be lit on, on the platforms. Professional lighting, professional photography and videography uh, from, I, we have a Valor's videographer. I'm hiring one to do just generic stuff. And we also have um, Snappy Patchy, uh, 
uh, Valence is his real name, but he's coming to do athlete packages and stuff like that too. He's awesome too. He's, so he's, if you're an athlete, great. get a hold of him. Yeah. So it's not at snappy patchy or snappy underscore patchy on Instagram, but there's links all over our site, all over, you know, take you to his stuff, high energy music, MC and, uh, atmosphere. So we like playing music at our thing. Stop hitting the desk. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm he's getting really excited. hyped. Um, and this too, we're having credentials for athletes, coaches, media, staff, vendors, and VIPs. So you can be identified, uh, you know, we, well, let's go, let's back up. When you go do an AO series meet or a national meet, you register, you get a cr- athlete credential. Coaches register, they get a coach credential. So this way you have some kind of keepsake that you're like, you look back on it, kind of like memorabilia. You're like, man, I did this meet and it was awesome. I remember walking through this smoke machine and laser show and I'd never felt cooler. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, it's cheesy, that, but that also it's, it's giving those everyday people it's giving everyone. an experience. Exactly. So they're not, you know, we, we've learned over the last couple of years that not as many people want to vent t-shirts as we thought they did, right. but something like a credential like that's, I mean, I have every credential from every national meet I've coached at. So do I. Every single one. And I have, I have a collection of the session passes too, yeah, where I write the person's name that we coached and the session that we did. And so having that, you know, having that especially for people, you know, who maybe it's their first meet and they don't really have a shot at winning a medal. Mm-hmm. Now they, it's not just like, Oh, I shelled out all my money right. to lift, you know, to take six lifts. And now I, what do I have to show for it? Like now they have something to show for it, which right. is just so cool. Hang it on your wall. I know a lot of people have the like custom Etsy made like metal hangers mm-hmm. or whatever with their name. I know Delaney has one, which is pretty cool. But again, it's, it's making it into a memorable experience for and I, and, and athlete, I, for athlete, coach, spectator, everybody, coach, everybody who's there. Right. And, and I equate it to going to a wedding. Like I've made this analogy before. You don't remember the 10 minutes you spent waiting for the person to say, I do. Mm-mm. You remember the dancing and the food and the good time you had and the drinks with buddies and the dancing and the, the great times, right. the experience. We are turning this into an experience and I'm so excited to unveil all this and to see it working next. Oh God, we're like seven days away now. Today is Saturday, seven days from today, we will be doing the most lit local competition ever. So Patrick, if uh, you're not an athlete or a coach, how can you uh, come to this meet? Give us some details. So if I just want to be a spectator. Spectators get in free. Oh. Parking is free. What a deal. You can come in, compete in this uh, B3 Cornhole Tournament for free. Everything to the spectators is free. So come in, uh, bring your mask because we do ask, you know, we must ask you to do that. Come watch some weightlifting. Come see what this fanfare is all about and come see how exciting this can actually be Mm -hmm. as an event. Um, Because weightlifting by itself, I will be the first to say when I'm sitting in the stands at nationals, that is so boring. Mm Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting at the lifting like booth taking photos, that is so boring. But you know what? It taking those photos creates something for someone else. So that's why we do it. Yep. Again, community, culture, inclusion, friendships, and relationships is what community is all about. That's why we do what we do. That's why we'll never ever stop doing what we do, no matter what. This is year eleven for us, and we're not going anywhere, baby. Nope. Nowhere. Keep it'll on only, keeping on. It'll only get better, especially now. Again, shout out to Valor. Now that they're on board, they have a team that is full of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I love being able, and as much as I love you, and you are a sounding board and a voice of reason a lot of times too for <laughs> myself, 
um, and BJ and Andy and, and everyone else um, who's contributed over the years, uh, having other people with event experience and Anitra, I can't forget her either. She's, she's come on board this year. Anitra Goddard, um, great, great, great person. I can't say enough good things about her. She's amazing, but now she's, she's on board. And that just speaks volumes to, you know, the point we're trying to drive home throughout this whole podcast is growing your, building your community, growing your community. We went from this tiny little meet with, you know, eight lift, eight, Eight lifters was that your like your first at uh, TBA your first meet oh, was like my first, very yeah. very small first unsanctioned meet I think maybe was twelve people right yeah. so you've gone from this small tiny tiny community and the more good you do for the community the more people that are drawn into yours and that's right. you know that's that's what it's all about and and I yes our community yes our internal no I mean one. it's like right. a weightlifting community like, right I know we're not just in this tiny little bubble anymore like we're out and we have arms everywhere exactly and that's the thing like and that's great when you ask and I know we're running long but this is this is a great 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 topic I talk about this all day but there's so many gyms out there and when you say hey well I see you do the same stuff as, as this person up the street what separates you from them community community right yeah. that is the blanket response but our community separates us from their community. Well, what the what does that even mean? You know, what separates us from other clubs? The community. The community sets us apart. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to do our meets because we make it fun. We make it inclusive. That is our sole purpose: is to drive it home for the average lifter, for the new lifter, for any kind of lifter. Uh, it doesn't matter if you want to do weightlifting. We'll we'll find a way for you to do it. Yep. And speaking of driving it home. Let's drive this podcast. <laughs> yeah, home. let's do that. And you know, it's been a great topic. Um, Can I do the closing remarks? Uh, yeah, hang on, give me one second because my phone turned off. Oh, oh, I we gotta have this, the music otherwise. I gotta play this outro music, and I know that was very <laughs> not characteristic of a actual radio show, but go for it. Thanks again for listening to the Keep Pulling Podcast. You can find previous episodes on our website at www.keeppulling.com. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Keep Pulling and at Lifting Life and at Miss Klauka on Instagram. And if you'd like what you hear, drop us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.